I know that you've all been prepared for this, but I thought I'd just remind you just the same. Can you handle that? Game over, man. Game over. The fuck are we gonna do now? What are we gonna do? Because pure evil. I want to buy some uh, radio ad time. Hey, a treat. We Irish. are Irish. <laughs> All right, uh, welcome back for another episode. I'm your host, Vince Green. I'm your host, Noel John Tui. We got Karen Mack in the back, and this is Invasion of the Potty Snatchers. Let's get to it, motherfuckers. One, two, no one asked for you. <laughs> All right, Noel. <laughs> As you said there, once again, brilliantly <laughs> in the intro. Um, so, Noel, as you said, nobody asked you, and you're talking about the Nightmare on M Street remake. It's the last episode of History Horror. Yes. And you said... Uh, throughout the picks were kind of fanboying a little bit so you wanted to throw a uh, lamb to the slaughter yeah and so you decided to pick the 2010 uh, remake of Nightmare on M Street yes um, where you don't have for the first time Robert England playing Freddy Krueger instead we have the uh, the actor that played Rorschach Jackie, Jackie Earl, Earl Haley. Haley yeah and um, what did you make of not just the choice to recast Freddy Krueger but what do you make of the choice uh, uh, to remake the franchise um, in its totality or an attempt to me- remake the franchise in its totality I, I, I don't know I think it tried to do five things instead of doing one thing and it failed in five instead of succeeding in one. like it tried to be different and then it tried to like almost carbon copy yeah. a lot of the scenes I thought how unbelievably gorgeous all of the main cast was was yeah. kind of more 90210 than yeah. an actual just kind of don't get me wrong, Johnny Depp was in the first film. I'm not yeah. like, you know, but the, the, and he's this prettier than most women. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but I, I, I just, I, I don't know, I felt disconnected. I felt disconnected by the cast. Yeah. They all just seemed to be so prim. I, I don't know, they're just cut, cookie cutter, good looking. Do home. you think it's a case of like, it was this weird thing that was going on and seems to be like in the late 2000s. So there's a lot of remakes of classic Eighty horrors like your Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I know initially started in the seventies, but you had Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Marcus Nispel, he and he directed again the Friday Thirteenth remake in two thousand nine, and then you have Nightmare on M Street two thousand and ten, all within the same few years. Kind of like the, in the same way, reboots are occurring at the end of this decade. Every, decade. What's old is new. It's the eighties again. <laughs> yeah, so, all of that. Yeah, yeah, um, but what, it is. You know, what did you do? You think this was like. How would you rank this? Like, because I was kind I, of I didn't it. hate it as much as I hated it the first time, the second time, and I think it's because it can't hurt me anymore. Yeah, um, but you know, how would you rank it in comparison to the remakes of its time, as in uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre with Jessica Biel, um, Friday the Thirteenth with Amanda, is there Amanda Pell, uh, the fucking you one from the Mentalist, and uh, Jared Padalecki from Supernatural. Well, Her name is Van Pelt. I actually. F- I thought so little of the new Friday the Thirteenth. I remember fuck all about it. Friday the Thirteenth was kind of like a remake it, of Part One and Part Two yeah, mixed together. It didn't upset me. I don't yeah. think it anything to me. I enjoyed it actually. Yeah, I can't. I've no. I've actually no strong feelings either yeah. way about that. I actually enjoyed um, the Texas Chainsaw like, Massacre I mean, remake. You know, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and uh, the words Jessica Biel. So yeah. I mean, that's your answer. Well, so like I mean just don't put Jessica Biel in anything uh, she's, she's like she's perfect final girl material she's a gorgeous looking woman she's athletic she can run around and scream a lot well, okay yeah no she's athletic and good looking I yeah. would give her that which means she'd be a good late 2000s final girl yeah which that, that kind of thing wasn't as important again uh, yeah I actually didn't hate that film I have to say um, and I didn't even hate this when I saw it I thought I, I honestly thought like we have the quite stoic killers we have our Michael Myers and we have our our um 
we have our Jason Voorhees. I always thought that Freddie was such a such a huge disconnect from that in yeah. a, a guy who enjoys his work. You yeah. know what I mean? Or a guy that, yeah, it is personal. Like, I know Michael Myers is trying to kill his old family, but it still never feels personal. He yeah. doesn't kill one person in such a vindictive way versus another. It's all just about yeah. them being like, dead. It's like the whole thing with Michael Myers lately where people are saying he's homophobic. No, he kills people because you're there. Yeah. Like, literally, it's like... No it, lives matter. Hashtag yeah, no lives exactly. matter. Exactly. It's like when we, we talked about with Jared Nomak. The only reason he wants to kill Blade is because you're he's in the way. Blade's in the way. Yeah. Oh, no, he doesn't feel any other way that, about that's Blade. That's what it is. Yeah. He's just... He, yeah. The line he's, like he's a tornado, walking in, a tornado. he kills what's on that. Exactly, exactly yeah. Because yeah. a tornado's going to go through your house it doesn't care about your house. No. It doesn't care if you're a Republican or Democrat, ho- yeah. uh, like homosexual, if you're heterosexual. It doesn't care. It's a tornado. That's yeah. what Michael Myers uh, is. Yeah, that's it. That's, you know, that's that the kind of thing. Yeah. But we, I quite liked, I, did, I didn't think they needed to get rid of how much fun Freddy Krueger mm. seems to have. That was what was so creepy about him. He uh, took pleasure in his work. He took pleasure in his work. Which is kind of weird because Michael Myers is like nonplussed. Jason yeah. Voorhees nonplussed. Freddy Krueger reveled in his work. Oh, absolutely! Because he was all Not about the prime revenge. time bitch, yeah, and all this kind of thing. So they tried to like he, they tried to when they met him a very serious character, and then he he still tried to have one or two kind of quips. I was like, pick, I said pick right, a lane, a wet dream. Yeah, I'm like that's a bit out of place. Yeah, that's, and that's literally my first. Like I'm yeah, not even exaggerating. Feel right, that like, was literally yeah. my thought. I'm like that seems out of place. I haven't even killed you yet. Yeah, you know, know what I mean. Another like, one, and then they tried to mimic so many scenes. Like if you're like. I they, think they, they, okay, let's let's the bathtub let, scene. Let's just do the mimics and then we can move on. Yeah. There was the uh, Freddy coming through the wall, yeah. uh, like like, but not like coming through the wall, breaking through the wall, like yeah. morphing through the wall. I think they used some sort of ballistic gel originally, and they just had Robert England, and this was more no. CGI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they had. Um, well, I mean, to jump to the end, they had the mother kill at the end. I'll yeah, which be, is very I'll similar. Be, yeah, it's similar, but they, they, they didn't. They had the hand in the water in the bathtub the, scene. The, that's, and that's iconic. Yeah, that's, that's iconic. That's massive. I actually seen Oh, oh and the, the Chris's death, who, to be fair now, I will say something good before I go into it. They, they kind of set up Chris, the blonde girl, as being kind of the, the final girl. girl kick and, then, and then she got the anti-gravity death. Yeah, from which, the original which, one was kind of similar to the first oh kid. yeah the first one had that, that kill and, yeah. and and even still the boyfriend was there and he yeah. ends up going to jail for it yeah. and he ends up being killed by Freddy in jail yeah so that they did that's another yeah. make and she so, was wearing a number 10 jersey like Johnny Depp as well she well, well there you go yeah. like um, it just goes on and on and in one way I, I like when something tips his cap to its source material the number 10 jersey was enough I think and he have a completely even, different absolutely. kill absolutely yeah, yeah absolutely. I think because um, uh, Rose uh, is it Rose Byrne um, who plays Tatum in Scream she wears like a, I think it might be a number 10 jersey as well well there that's you go. just Wes Craven going Easter egg because yeah, Johnny but Depp or something yeah, similar just, like you know yeah a tip of the cap or, or even like a one similar kill or a line or something like but uh, like eventually after the fourth or fifth even the ones that were different again like the, the guy who goes to jail for killing his girlfriend even though Freddie killed her and he gets killed in jail it's a completely different death yeah. than the hanging yeah. that is in the original film but at the same time I was just like it's same-ish it's same-ish and it's, for, it's, follow, it's following the same formula yeah and uh, like I hate Robert uh, Rob Zombie's uh, movies. I've, I'm very passionate about how he is the one of the worst depictions of horror, and it gives people a lot of bad taste towards horror. Hundred percent agree with everything you just and, said. And um, but when he went and remade Halloween, I'll give him one thing: he made Rob Zombie's version of Halloween. Yeah, 
and that's one thing I'll give him, even though both of them are trash movies. Yeah, no, it's that's because the, all these movies are trash. Because that's not, yeah, that's not what you're saying. But he made his version exactly. Of it. And so exactly I tip my hat to him or cowboy hat because he likes wearing cowboy hats. Yeah. So I tip my fucking stetson to him, and I, and I just say it to him like, "Fair play, you made a Rob Zombie Halloween, not for my liking, but you didn't make it for me technically because no. I'm not a Rob Zombie fan. No. But at the end of the day, I just thought it was a poor interpretation of the store, the source material. But yeah, again, you met a Rob Zombie Halloween, so fair play to you because you stuck to your own guns. And like the way Marcus Nispel, when he looked at Texas Chainsaw Massacre and he looked at Friday the 13th, he made his own version of both of those. And I actually quite enjoyed both of those films. And he didn't make it like a, a beat for beat remake with a little bit of said, uh, things altered here and there. But that's what I think. I think was his name is Sutton Bear, uh, that directed uh, Samuel Bear. And um, I just think that he was like, I'm going to change the tone of this. Whereas it's more serialistic, uh, serial killeristic, you know, that kind of thing. Where yeah. He's more like um, uh, filled with malice instead of uh, taking joy in his work. But yet he, he imitates so many of the elements from the first movie, like the original uh, directed by Wes Craven. I felt, I, felt, I felt like he was taking the piss eventually. Yeah. I felt like it was taking the piss, it, and even the, yeah, you know the, the plan, it though, the plan to take to take out Freddy was uh, I I can pull him out of the dream if you wake me. Yeah. So he the guy sits beside the bed and he's ready to wake her. He has a, and he falls to sleep. Yeah. All of that, dude. All I, of that, man. I cared so little about Rooney Mara's Nancy that like literally it didn't dawn on me that she was Nancy till about two thirds of the way through the movie. Really? Like I I heard someone go Nancy and I'm like oh yeah this is actually a remix she's playing yeah. Nancy. I care so little about what's going on right now. <laughs> you know, yeah. that kind no, of way. No, like, you're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, I checked out completely. Yeah, because like one thing, like the whole way through the first movie is that Nancy is the fucking spine of the movie. Yeah. She carries that movie throughout. Like, you know and what I mean? You, you said something that's very true. They fucking coward. They, the whole concept that they killed an innocent man. Oh. And then, then they find what he was referred to. Because again, it goes back and you see Freddy Krueger, the, the caretaker. Yeah. And he talks about, the little girl says, oh, he brings us to a cave. And they never found the cave. Yeah. But then, of course, in the film, Nancy and uh, finds the cave and it's got lots of um, paedophile pictures, naked yeah. pictures of children. Yeah, child Like, I mean, yeah. And, and, and in one way, they didn't, the, like the... The first original films kind of like shied away from it because they wanted to make Freddy a slightly yeah. fun character, but we knew it was like that unspoken thing. Yeah. In the one way, they didn't shy, shy away from it because a pedophile is obviously still a more loaded word than child killer. Oh, of course. Like it is, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I mean, both things are, are horrific beyond measure, but you oh, just can't say one thing. Yeah. You just can't. Like, like when you, you can if say I said to you, infanticide or pedophile, Pedophile would resonate, even though infanticide is a, far, mur- yeah, yeah. Is a far worse crime. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, and they're both, but that, it's like, uh, uh, I think Bill Maher once said, I was, he said, there is metrics of even awful things. Yeah. And like, but, but they didn't shy away. But I was thinking, like, what, what if he was an innocent man? Like, yeah. what if he turned, they turned him evil? Yeah. What if they created the monster? Yeah. Um, that was cool. Kind I thought like that would have been an interesting. Groundskeeper Willie and the Simpsons. Yeah, the Groundskeeper Willie and the Simpsons. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But exactly like yeah. that, actually. Um, but I thought that was a really, really cool idea. And the, the, even that, the chicken shit. It felt it. like studio, the studio came in afterwards. And to me, it felt like, I don't know, I'm obviously, I didn't write this, but to me, it kind of smelled like the studio was like, I don't think we can humanize one of the most famous serial pedophiles yeah. in the history of cinema. I, I, yeah, and I didn't, I didn't know how they were going to work in when he was innocent. I didn't know how they were going to work in a uh, 
claw. Yeah. Like, you know, and then you see that he's already been working on a claw and he was probably building up to killing these children. Yeah, because when you see the marks on um, young Nancy's back later, earlier on in the film as yes, well. Yes, like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I just, or young Chris, as it turned yeah. out, because she was her final girl until she got killed. And that was cool. I'll yeah. give them that, because I hadn't seen this film in a long time. That they, they, they led me by the nose the wrong way at the start of the film. Yeah. But then it was like, oh, the guy comes in, they climb into bed, and they don't even have sex or anything yeah. like that. But she gets pulled up into the roof. And they did that well. That looked well, but it was unnecessary. Sorry, they, they did it in 1984 and it was cool. Yeah. Leave it alone. Yeah, I just think if you're going to remake a movie, actually remake it. Like, yeah. I mean, not like remaster it because that's what it's, it's like. Do you ever see the remake of Psycho with Sarah Vince Vaughn? Yeah. It's pretty much a beat for beat movie except to add in a, a masturbation scene for some reason. Like, so. So a load of wank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I just think if you're going to remake a movie, just do your own, yeah. completely different take on the movie. Actually, Psycho, what was the. Bates Motel, the, the TV series. Yeah, I see the first season, incredible. Yeah, I, yeah, I've seen all of it and it was is really, it, really good. good. Oh, it's very yeah. good, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it kind of it's it follows the stuff. film. Like, I mean, I yeah. mean, eventually the mother doesn't <laughs> make it. <laughs> but it's, it's psycho. The mother doesn't make it. It's psycho. Right here. You, you I it to me even hard to fly. <laughs> but it did make its own show or it mm. took the concept. I was in, it'd be almost like uh, if you've never seen Psycho and, yeah. and you said, oh, I need, I, I feel a writing bug, but I just can't have that spark. And I said, well, I seen a film and it was about a guy who runs a hotel. Yeah, motel. And blah, 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 a motel. And blah, 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 this, that, and the other. There was a death scene like this, but at the end, it turns out that his mother is actually dead. Dead, yeah. And that he, in his psychosis, has been kind of keeping her upstairs. He's been to knowledge. And you kind of go, wow, that's really cool. I'm going to use that. Yeah. And that's all you got was like a 10 minute over a drink. I get you a 10 minute synopsis and you're like, bones, bones, the bones and went yeah. to make your own film. Because yeah. that's what Rob Zombie did, like yeah. you said. And you have to give that credit. That's of not course. what this did. This took the fun out of Freddy yeah. and then made Freddy. It went Nightmare Elm Street and it took the fun out of it. Yeah, pretty much. That's the, that's kind of what it is. It's like Nightmare Elm Street dark in air quotes. You yeah. know what I mean? Like It's like a darker version of the original. That's all it is. Yeah. Like, or it tries to be. And at and times then when it does try to lay in the, the cheesy one-liners, it doesn't suit the character. No, no. You know what I mean? Because like, like Robert England, uh, his whole thing, like like every paedophile, they're a predator. Yeah. So he, what was any predator do with its food? It plays with it. Yeah. And that's what Robert England does fantastically. And I don't understand this when like we touched on the Connie Man. If you have the original dude that's still here and he's still vibrant, and this is a movie that was made 11 years ago, why not fucking use Robert England? Yeah. Like, why reboot the franchise when you can just continue it? Yeah. You know what or I mean? Or again, like, don't use Robert England, but make a new film. Yeah. You, you, you have two good options in front yeah. of you. If you're going to remake... Yeah, I don't know, man. It, I just think, like, when you have someone... But then like, again, there was no point to bring Robert England back to make Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, yeah. as in Nightmare on Elm Street 1984. Yeah. There was no point in I having mean, Robert you, England make that. You could that. bring Robert England back and just continue the the mid the mid yeah, those completely yeah like, absolutely. Did, like, uh, oh, but even now there's no rules now you're allowed to make a, a superman and it can be like oh superman returns was actually superman 3 so forget that that <laughs> now halloween has a new yeah, timeline candy you don't, you can candyman has you're allowed yeah. to, now you're allowed to go interquels prequels yeah. sequels and then you're allowed terminator. to slot in terminator yeah. completely eradicated three films four yeah. films um, yeah, Terminator 1, 2, and then like Salvation, Genesis. Uh, am I missing one? Um, Dark Fate. Dark Fate was the new timeline, though. Yeah. Like Dark Fate, but then decided yeah. that it gets to be three. Yeah, no, because Genesis initially was like, we're going to reboot the entire franchise. Yeah. And like, and then they're like, oh, by going back again, that you've changed it. And now Lin- uh, 
Sarah Connor, who was played by Emilia Clarke, was like uh, weapons trained much earlier because of the way the timeline was changed. And they were going to reboot it with that. And then they were like, no, 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 we can't do that. Well, that was a giant, yeah, that was a lot of shit. Yeah, so they cut out te uh, Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, and then Terminator Salvation, and then they cut out Terminator Genesis, which was just a reboot <laughs> only a few years before. And Tim Miller directed a James Cameron produced fucking mess. You know what I mean? In Terminator Dark Fate. Like, I just think that's the thing that's becoming far too common now is like, as we talked about, like in one of the ones I said to you before, you give me any franchise and you give me a year. I don't care how many movies, how messed up that timeline is. I'm going to be able to incorporate at least 90 to 100% yeah. of all of those. But all it takes is you have to put in the work. Yeah. Like, and it's not even hard work. Like with Halloween, it's like, how how does she have, like, look at who's played, who played Jamie Lloyd. That's Danielle Harris, I think her name is. She's like, really young still uh, I've met her you know what I mean seriously yeah. oh yeah she came to the she came to the horror ton and yeah. we, she, we, we, we watched like two or three of the movies that she'd made in the last oh, two what, or three she's years she's probably what in her 40s now yeah she's in her 40s so, now and she is a teeny tiny woman yeah yeah she is a teeny tiny woman yeah because she plays Annie in um, Rob Zombie's uh, Halloween and which is uh, like, she's lovely by the way you yeah. know one of these actually one of oh, these people like, scrounded and cool just, yeah. just gonna troll that because she's there. yeah she's probably just been around it and done it all yeah, so no, she, long was, yeah she was hanging out the back having a yeah. cigarette and a drink at one point you know what I mean like she was just and she wasn't worried about you know Michael Myers coming to no she her. wasn't yeah. no she was doing okay I'm not sure if she was having a fag but she was definitely having a drink uh -huh. and well I'm just saying she's cool she did, you didn't get like yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I was, I was, I was impressed when I met her because she was, because she was. I nice. just think though, like it's so easy to tie up that timeline because, like, oh, so okay, you have John from H twenty, um, uh, played by Josh Hartnett. You have Daniel Harris who played, uh, um, fucking Jamie in um, the original uh, Halloween franchise uh, from Part Four and Five onwards, and who was supposed to be Laurie's uh, abandoned child. You have John, like, and then you bring back. So, like, instead of like creating uh, Judy Greer's character, why don't you just ask Josh Hartnett and Daniel Harris to come back? You're going to get at least one of them. Like, Josh yeah. Hartnett, like, he's a good actor, but he's not in a lot of stuff lately. No, so, he like, kind of turned his back on Hollywood, or I, I can't remember the, yeah. the ins and outs of it. But, but I think you'd get them back. If you got Jamie Lee Curtis making that phone call. Yeah, you're not wrong there. I said she's an extremely hard woman to say no to. Like, you know what I mean? She's so charismatic. Like, and she's yeah, been there and like And her name has carried so much weight. Like Yeah, and she's been like 45 years in the business. She is Halloween like, as much as yeah. Michael Myers. Well, she is. is. Even though she was in well, the Well, she's more. Like, movies. Michael Myers is a very big man who dons the mask. Yeah. 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 Michael Myers is the shape. Yeah, but Michael Myers is more of the franchise than her because he's in more movies than her. Oh, well, yeah. I, I have to grant you that. But yeah. I'm just saying that Jamie Lee Curtis is the character. Yeah. And Jamie Lee Curtis is the charisma. And Jamie yeah, Lee Curtis is... in four, five, or six, though. Yeah. Or Resurrection. Yeah, well, she's so only strange. in it for a little bit at the start of Resurrection. But then again, new timeline. You, you know yeah. what I mean? Well, Resurrection, I think, was a carry-on from H20's timeline. Because... Oh, God, there's man. I ha you know what? I'm yeah. realising now, I haven't seen all the Halloweens. Yeah, I love these I, I, I don't know if I ever sat down to watch H20 because I heard yeah. such terrible things. It's okay, things. dude. That's a franchise for you coming your way. That's a franchise for you <laughs> yeah. But um, I just think, like, uh, the new Nightmare on Elm Street was kind of, like, emblematic of an era where they were kind of, like... Running out of ideas. Not even that they were running out of ideas, they just didn't know how to implement old ideas in new ways. Yeah. So I just think the ideas, like, in a case, now it's, like, even more so, it's worse. Like, from 11 years on, like, the reboot and the remaster, like, in computer games, it's, everything's been remade and remastered. Like, it's amazing how many times uh, Rockstar are going to sell GTA Five. I just think, like, there is a massive bereftment of creativity and originality in, Halli in Hollywood. Not only Hollywood, but in general entertainment right now. That's why we fanboyed so hard over something like A Quiet Place. Yeah. And stuff like that, because we were like, you so know what, was so I good. don't feel like... I don't feel like I've seen this film before. It's like when I played The Last of Us for the first time, like, I haven't yeah. played this game before. Oh, I watched them. I, yeah. I, I can't go into any specifics, but I watched, uh, I, I'm not even going to say it was a film or a TV show, but I watched something recently yeah. and I said, okay, if it turns out it's the stoner kid, 
I'm out. I'm fucking out. Because <laughs> it's Stu from you get, Scream. Yeah. I said, oh, look, that, that dude's fucking Stu from Scream. Yeah. It was fucking Stu from Scream. Yeah. And I was just, I was just, and it, you know what? It didn't matter what I did right or wrong. I literally just got up and said, you can watch the rest of that. I'm just done. done. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen this fucking movie. Yeah. Um, but again, like you said, a bereftment of creativity. Yeah. And this film, I did think this film wasn't very forthcoming, at least in my mind, of saying, no, no, this is a reimagining of 1984's Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. This is Nightmare I want everyone to know. I would have been saying, like, I would have gone on a press tour saying, no, like, I want people to know that this yeah. is a darker imagining of it. Yeah. I, I felt like I was going in to see a, re- a, a, a new yeah. Nightmare I, I would Street. have simply said, I love Wes Craven's Nightmare on Elm Street. But I've also seen Night, uh, West Craven's Nightmare on Elm Street. If you want Samuel Bear to make a Nightmare on Elm Street, I want to make Samuel Bear's Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't want to remake West Craven's because I'm not no. going to outdo West Craven. No. Because he's a master of Again, horror. Again, it brings us you know back I mean? to like, the, like if, if you try and like emulate something, yeah. you're a poor man's version of it. Yeah, exactly. No matter how good you are. So you're better off making a brand new version of it. Yeah, we, the last episode we like, thought, Slash is the best version of Slash. Yeah, exactly. He, and he always will be. Yeah. And Robert De Niro is the best version of Robert De Niro. And whatever they, they whatever yeah. you want to put it in, anyone who's good at what they do is yeah. the best version of that. Yeah. Or they're not worth they're, they're not worth their salt. Yeah. And if you try to make a poor uh, or try to make an imitation of it, like you're going to lead yourself into direct comparisons. Yeah. And that's the main problem. Like with Nightmare on M Street, um, from 2010, it it made itself so similar to the first one. It immediately put itself in a case for direct comparisons. Yes, and that's the problem. Okay, even though I know it went and it did the similar route of what Rob Zombie, Rob Zombie tried to do with Michael Myers, tried to humanize the character a bit more, tried to give us a bit more about his motivations, his backstory. Which to me, I think the cleverest thing you can do in a film like this is just allude to their motivations. And by yeah. the way, like Michael Myers doesn't need a motivation. Never Rob, had one. Rob Zombie looked at Halloween and obviously didn't understand the source material. Yeah. And I think like, uh, if you look at his looks, I just think if you look at Samuel Bear, well, I'm not sure if he didn't understand the source material. I just think he clung to the source yeah. material a bit too much. But look at Jason you know Voorhees. I mean? He has like a clunky motivation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they, they, they let him drown the mother and now the mother's dead and now he's killing people. Yeah, now he's alive later. somehow. And uh, Yeah. And, 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 and it's like 40 years later and he's still, like the kids, <laughs> Yeah, so he went to the either future. kill the kids or they're now it's his grandkids that yeah. they're, they're, they're killing you know what I mean like it, it loses it but the thing is you don't need it sometimes Yeah, not not for characters that are just like you said forces of nature just, just that's why it. sometimes it, 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 it kind of behooves you to go back to the start because like if a character goes so far away from its original iteration like how old is that fucking dude now you know that kind of way like how old is it Jason Voorhees like in 2009 yeah I don't that's know. why you have to make a reboot he was a kid you know I mean? that died 20 years ago 1953 or... he died or something like that that sounds or right or 1957 yeah, yeah. Pamela Voorhees was an older woman and yeah. her, you know and he was a young young child yeah. so she had him like 20 30 years yeah. before I think this film like, that we're watching that's in the late 70s or whatever yeah exactly like, yeah, it's it's set like I think it was set 23 years or 13 years later from well, there you go from the yeah. original um, incident or some shit Sorry, to circle back around to um, to um, what we were talking about, I actually think the victim, if there is a victim of this, was Jackie Earl Haley, 
because I think we were, he was just off the back of Rorschach. He's an yeah. aim house carrying a lot of weight. Yeah. And he wasn't the, like, the, the action hero, Sylvester Sloan type or anything. That was just like a cool actor. And I think had, had this film been better, this would have been something that would have kept him up there. Yeah. You could have had two or three. He could have been a horror icon, but he isn't. Yeah. He, he was in the bad Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. And I just and think, he wasn't what was wrong with the film. He worked, yeah. with, he worked, with, the, he worked with the script he was given and he yeah. did the best job. He uh, wasn't I, what was wrong. I think, though, like, if you're going to veer away from the funny Freddy, that maybe you should just make him a completely rageful Freddy like you know what I mean like make him spiteful in his actions yes like so he's taking joy oh, in a different I, that's way that's not that's not bad you know what I mean just so like have him take joy in a different way like if you can then you, you, you avoid those comparisons if he's not a jokey Freddy then make him be a spiteful rageful Freddy where he's like taking joy and like maybe peeling the skin off people and then instead of making the kills really extravagant like we tend to have with Freddy's kills maybe have more up close and personal like a serial yeah. killer type like torture kill. like old fashioned torture yeah like exactly Freddy Krueger's was, was convoluted like nail you to the wall or something yeah and, exactly and peel your skin off like Freddy I think it had little girls with the skip ropes and yeah that kind of slowly just, just to, to but no just have somebody who's literally just like uh, an old fashioned torture who's actually able to control the universe the yeah exactly like, yeah, you know yeah. absolutely master of his domain kind yeah, of. that like, would have been cool and these are very simple ideas we're not we're not reinventing horror here this yeah, is exactly, something that everyone yeah. that went to the film has been saying yeah instead of having like a big scene where he goes like oh that's what I call a wet dream and you just have pools and pools and pools of blood yeah instead of that like take away that the, the comic jokey nature if you want yeah. to go that way and then have the kids really up close and personal yeah. like and then do really good close-up shots and shows the gore yeah. and like uh, kind of like in the sense that you can kind of um what's the word i'm looking for expose us to the gore in the same way that the character has been exposed to the punishment make it visceral yeah exactly visceral. Like, you know what yeah I mean? yeah no that, that would be cool and like, that would be th and that, completely different. honestly that would have been tweaks yeah exactly like, considering like freddy krueger only uh, in the end only spends about 20 20 minutes plus on screen because it's all like stay awake or what's our parents keeping from us and yeah and you know and sometimes he shows up and he shows up in a flash yeah like there's a scene where they're, they're, they're driving down the road and krueger's on the road and your man panics and drives off the road now we don't see krueger again for x amount of minutes so yeah it would have been just tweaks if somebody said you know what actually for these kills like like for example the first kill the absolutely unnecessarily beautiful man that was in the diner at the start dean and he's like, i think he was necessarily beautiful oh well okay well there, see see we don't always agree here yeah but that's okay i, I bet he smells like liniment oh you just know <laughs> you. And but, anyway, sure what just, but you know he's that, kind of, he's that kind of good looking dude who kind of looks better disheveled yeah he just had like his, his hair is supposed to be disheveled but it's clearly gelled yeah. carefully to look disheveled and he's like, uh, i'm i just it's not that i can't sleep it's that i don't want to sleep yeah. and he's just like god God, you're you're making me you're you're making me question things here, Dean. Yeah. Um. But that but his death was uh Kruger grabbed the knife, mm. and from uh, Chris's perspective, when she comes back, he ex he spills coffee on her by accident, and she goes to clean herself up. Yeah. And she comes back, and he's holding a knife, and then he just stabs himself. But not just that, he goes across. Yeah. And he slits his own throat open. Yeah. That's horrible yeah he actually killed himself in the way that a hook should have actually been used yes. in the Candyman movie yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> doing what hooks do as opposed to it's a, a hooking weapon yeah <laughs> but he, like that but that death was cool yeah like, like that, that death would tie into what you're talking about imagine like, I, but then he had that. like you know Yuan runs up the stairs and she falls into the sludge and then falls through the floor and lands on the bed and all of a sudden she's completely dry and stuff like this yeah. and like I, I never minded that in a Freddy film in fact I quite enjoy it but I've seen that film yeah exactly uh, so so do something newer again it ties back to a point I made uh, whatever amount of minutes ago or don't make it 
Like, yeah. there is not making it as an option. You know I have an, my idea about a nightmare in Emma Street would be to have it from a cop's perspective and he's trying to solve cases. That, that'd be cool. And that's what I do. I, I could honestly make you a, a really decent nightmare in Emma Street movie for about $10 million. You heard it, folks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Give me $10 million. I'll have way less extravagant dream sequences. I'll have Robert England playing Freddy Krueger. Um, I wouldn't recast, even though I, uh, he said that he'd love to see Kevin Bacon play the part. Yeah. So if you I, won't need to do much with the makeup. Yeah, and be very crispy bacon. Um, yeah, no, I wouldn't mind. Uh, yeah, no, Bacon would do a good job of it, though. He would. You just know that. But this is the thing. I, I this, this was such a career killer for uh, the next time I seen Jackie Hurl Haley was in the first season of Preacher. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was the meat guy. Yeah, uh, he's, that's... <laughs> but I don't really... Like, I'm God sure, no, is meat. I'm that sure guy. he showed up in a lot of things. But when when, Roar, when, when um, Watchmen hit... He was Rorschach. He was the, you don't understand, I'm not locked in here with you, you're locked in here with me. Yeah. He was He was absolutely iconic in that. And yeah. it was such a huge vehicle. But unfortunately, the way you have to stay in front of your fame, yeah. and or you get washed over by it, or it passes you by. And especially a man that wasn't like, you know, he wasn't 17 when he had his first big break. Yeah. This was a man that was already middle-aged. Um, so I, it's him. It, him and only him that I feel sorry for. Yeah, because I thought like I'm sure if it wasn't his script, he he's Freddy Krueger was menacing looking. His Freddy Krueger was evil. His Freddy Krueger had the, the the gruff voice yeah. and stuff like that. Looked cool, but he just had him doing cheeky. Like, he has the late. He had 2000s. him be dark, and then he had him doing cheeky dialogue at that. That just didn't. He had the late two thousand voice. Yeah, he did. Didn't I he? thought I did. Yeah, like Batman or Freddy. Uh, Christian Bale literally spawned off an entire like decade of people talking like this. Yeah, he kind of did, didn't he? I'm going to get your answer. <laughs> I'm like, all right, Batman, chill out. Jesus Christ, dude, put some Factor Five Hundred on. You're looking dry. <laughs> Somebody here, Leah Utag fed Creepy Girl 3. Good for her. Good for uh, her. Uh, 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 she's she, what this film was about for me. She definitely was the creepy girl that I noticed, but also the third one I also noticed. So she, <laughs> she fulfilled well, you know her part yeah, well. There you go. She just, she, she, yeah. she just nailed it, I guess. <laughs> there are no small parts. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this, uh, this film kind of, again, I almost feel, because we actually did Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah. I almost feel like we're, got, we're doing the same podcast. No. Did we do Nightmare on Elm Street, Noel? <laughs> or did you lose all the audio? Uh, and that episode never aired. <laughs> I seem to have seem to have walked myself into a corner. Here. <laughs> hey, fell asleep mug. I'm in a nightmare. <laughs> where, where are my pants? <laughs> I told you not to make me laugh when I'm drinking things. <laughs> that could have got so messy. <laughs> Why Noel wipes the cup from his face? I <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ruse the fuck from my mouth. <laughs> Um, but I do. Uh, there's not. You know what I watched? I, I watched it. I watched it last night, and I didn't hate it. Yeah. But I, 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 and I, I thought, oh god, look, he, like he played the human, the Fred Krueger yeah. guy. I thought he kind of had that like creepy kind of thing going yeah, on, where he was like playing hide and seek with them and uh, the kids and stuff. Um, but 
now that I'm looking back at it, I can't really think of many nice things to say about it. Yeah, it's I didn't. Of, I didn't actually hate it when I watched it it's again. Very, it's very forgettable. It's very forgettable. Like I only watched yeah. it the night before last, and like I'm trying to think of anything that really stands out to me, and it's not much. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. And like literally, we watch movies fucking by the dozen, and we remember them pretty well. Like you know what I mean? It's Getting kind of, to see Freddie die as opposed to having it alluded to, yeah. I always wanted. I remember wanting that yeah. when I was growing. At least you that know, was different enough. Yeah, you never got to actually see. You know, it was always like, oh, you don't have to worry about Freddie. Uh, mommy killed him was yeah. there in the in, like Nancy's mother in the first one uh, but she but actually getting to see it I have to say it was pretty cool and he bursts out and you see him like burning up and stuff like that yeah Um, and you could see the parents motivation and then chasing him down I'll give it that that was cool but again I'm, I'm, I'm cherry picking stuff for the sake of not yeah. being overwhelmingly negative and that's not enough to make a film even possible yeah so what I'll do is right, we'll fuck off to the break and then when we come back um, uh, we'll compare Robert England's portrayal compared to Jackie Art Haley's and then I want to talk a little bit more about uh, the other remakes and I want to kind of give me an idea of where you'd rank this remake in comparison to Texas Chainsaw Massacre okay. and Friday the 13th and maybe even Rob Zombie's Halloween because that came out in 2007 like, why not because they're like the four they're the four titans yeah pretty much they? yeah, yeah they've all had remakes in the last 10 years or so yeah, well within about a five year period there yeah, yeah yeah there was yeah, there was all yeah. remakes so right now we go out to break and then we come back and we'll talk some remake let's words. talk some remakes remake words okay <laughs> all right folks this is invasion of poly snatchers and we'll see you after the break now a word from our sponsors oh <laughs> Be in front of your TV sets for the horathon, and remember the big giveaway at nine. Don't miss it, and don't forget to wear your masks. The clock is ticking. It's almost time. Happy Happy Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Happy Happy Halloween, Super Shamrock. Happy Happy Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Happy Happy Halloween, Super Shamrock. Welcome back from the break. This is Invasion Potty Snatchers. All right, no, so we're talking um, Nightmare on Elm Street remake. And um, before we went to the break, I was saying to you that I want to talk a little bit more about um, the two different Freddy Kruegers. Uh, we only have two to compare, Robert England, the legend, and um, Jackie Earl Haley. It's kind of like that old meme. Uh, this is what I ordered from Amazon. This is from Wish. Yeah, you know, not yeah, like anything. Yeah. Like, but like, I want to compare those two, and then I'm, I'm going to do... Uh, I want you to uh, we'll compare... This Nightmare on M Street, we compare this remake with the other remakes that happened in the second half of that, uh, the late 2000s. Um, so, Noel, uh, what did you make of, like, do you think Jackie Earl Haley was different enough? I, I know, I don't want to cover too much ground because we kind of spoke a little bit this when the first one. Do you think he was different enough in comparison to Robert England's portrayal um, to avoid comparisons? Or do you think it was just uh, to try to make him different up with the try to cling on to too much of the original portrayal and this left it a bit muddled? It was muddled because they tried to have their cake and eat it too, I yeah. suppose as the expression goes. And that was that he was supposed to be all like dark and more menacing and more kind of like obviously evil. Like for Borden Freddy. Yeah. And then they tried to throw in the quips as well. Yeah. And you can have one, you can have the other, and you cannot have both. No. Um, so, Unless you put off some sort of master Again, he's not. Again, some, I, I, after watching so many films of late, I'm starting. Sometimes I feel sorry for an actor. You kind of go on like, yeah. 
like Andrew Garfield, wrong place, wrong time. Wrong t- place, wrong time. Yeah. There's, there's just you, you're, and you have to work within the con- confines of what you were yeah. given. It's not like he gets to decide that. Like this is the this is your job. Yeah. Say these words. Yeah. And honest to God, it was the actual language they made him use that 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 let him down because there was nothing wrong with his portrayal. Yeah. Like he was he was he's what he should be. He looked the part. He sounded the, the you know that that kind of gruff part. He kind of he's clearly an actor with gravitas. But uh, he just said he said so much stupid shit that it took me out of it. Yeah. Uh, so just didn't suit the character. Yeah, just didn't though. suit the character. So I, I think he was. I, I, I think he was let down. And that's just my personal yeah, opinion. It's kind of like if I remade Friday Thirteenth and like Jason Voorhees is like wiggly wiggly whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> you know what I mean? No, like, so like like the whole way through, it, I'm trying to keep him Jason Voorhees for boy like really really scary and ominous the whole way through the movie, and then all of a sudden he takes off the hockey mask. He's like, like what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like, Camp Crystal Meth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like, I just think you're right there because you, you really can't have both unless as I touched on, it's like it's a master stroke. It has to yeah. be a master stroke. If you're oh yeah, yeah, it. yeah! You can break the rules if it, if, if it's good enough, but mm. I don't know. I I I think I honestly got think that Dude. when when his star was rising, and it was at, because there's literally a year between both between Watchmen and this. Yeah, he's, he he went. I just wish he'd gone for a different project because he's an actor I quite like. Yeah, and I wish it worked for him. Yeah, I, I think it was a case of like he shouldn't go into something that was so hallowed. Yeah, and the fact that Robert England's still alive. <laughs> It's a poison chalice. Yeah, it's it's very different if Robert England had passed away um, because then you're like, well, somebody has to play Freddy. Yeah. Might as well and this is 11 you know years I mean? like, ago. Robert England was 11 years younger. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, like, I mean? you know what I mean? It's not like that far away from when, um, was it the Final Nightmare? The West Craven, I think that was in the mid-90s or something. Yeah. So you're talking only about 10, 12 years, like probably like, you know what I mean? Something like that. Yeah, I think so it was like four and That's incredibly like fresh in terms of yeah. like movies. You know what I mean? Like So yeah, no, absolutely. You agree. Uh, yeah, it just it just came up short. But then again, it seemed like there was some sort of rule where every all of the major franchises had to be remade in this like sixty month window or, yeah. or whatever. Before uh, before you go to that though, I want to ask you if you had a choice, who would you get to play Freddy Krueger? Uh, we already touched on Kevin Bacon. Robert England's been very vocal about that. That would be very interesting because Kevin. Well, Bacon's are we talking somebody just to play the fun, maniacal? Your interpretation of Freddie. You pick the actor, and I want you to give me your reason why. Because um, we have a few minutes to fill. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a few minutes. To fill. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Uh, God, the actor's name escaped. Who's playing Venom now? Uh, Tom Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. I think he can do. Almost, he's so he, he's such a competent actor who takes his yeah. job so seriously. I'd almost like, I think he's such a good character actor, especially if you've seen Bronson and stuff. Yeah, that I, I'd I've love to Bronson, just give yeah. it to him and see. Like I say, I don't know, dude, put on a claw, show up to the studio tomorrow. I want to see what you come up with <laughs> yeah. because he's just one of those guys. You know, like Johnny Depp and stuff is also such a great character actor as well. Johnny Depp would be a fascinating one. Yeah, especially it'd be cool callback. Be cool callback. Yeah. yeah, somebody who you know who who yeah. it was. Like that film said, and introducing Johnny Depp yeah. at the start, you know what I mean. That was his first film, um. So that would be cool. I, I, honest to God, I I think it's more about after seeing that. I think it's more about approach than anything for me. Yeah. Get a competent actor, and it's all about approach, approach. approach. Like but you need somebody who can who can chew up the scenery a little bit. I'd like to see. Um, I'm gonna have to check his name in a sec. It's uh, the other Skarsgård, the guy who plays Floki in Vikings. Okay. Um. Uh. There. Just check him up on your phone there but um so you can see what he looks like but he's he's uh bill and um bill skarsgård's brother um he's played by gustav skarsgård 
I think he'd be a cool um, uh, Freddy Krueger. He played uh, Floki. He's kind of real mischievous and he's kind of real dece- uh, deceptive in um, uh, Vikings. And I think he'd be kind of cool and as well. It'd be a nice nod because Bill Skarsgård played uh, Pennywise. But um, I'd like him and I'd play... I, I think my Freddy would be a bit more manipulative. Um, it'd be very up close and personal less blood bats like I think it'd be more like using, more visceral more yeah just use the claws Blades. more use yeah. them claws like you know what I mean like I think I'd have skin being peeled off I'd have close up shots of people being like have their, their fucking whole outline of yeah. their face being cut away like or something kind of like. almost like saw traps except they only limited your imagination yeah you know yeah but I wouldn't even know I'd go small I wouldn't go big I wouldn't be all like big traps and big set pieces yeah. I'd be just like Freddy's hunting you down and fucking with your sense of reality yeah. and putting you in a place and all of so, those paths lead to dead ends yeah like, you know like, like just what stuff I like would that. do is do you know the way like in these it's uh, what Wes Craven said when he made it like he wanted the real world to be kind of imperceptible to the the dream world until you realize it was the dream that's something that i would keep too that i would but i would like play every scene out normally because you'd only get away with this a couple of times you'd play every scene out normally until the point of freddy kills the person yeah that's how i would do it like you know what i mean like you do that a couple of times and get away with it and i think that's the best way to go about it is that you literally try create this sense that you never know when they're actually asleep um and the more extravagant the set pieces are of course they're dreaming. You know what I mean? They're like, so you want to create this sense that is Freddy in the real world? Are they in the real world? Are they in the dream world? Is Freddy in their dream yeah, world? Yeah, you could fuck with the audience a bit that yeah, way. Yeah, and I think uh, Gustav Skarsgård would do a good job in that. Like, yeah, no, it's an interesting choice. I don't yeah. really know him. So you've kind of got, I went, you know, again. Uh, or maybe like Andy Circus or something like that. Yeah, oh, well, be of interesting Because like, you know what I mean? That's what I was thinking. I was yeah. thinking of somebody that could you just maybe bring go you mo- something interesting. Could you go mocap Freddy? Mocap no. Freddy. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Circus be on mocap straight away, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, he probably would. Yeah, hundred percent. But uh, I, I, yeah, I do think that I do think that you have to pick something and stick to it, and not try and again have have both worlds. And I think that's where it's the biggest failing of this yeah. film. Uh, I think what you're talking about would be great, just like a a visceral, unstoppable Freddy who yeah. you just you can't run from you can't hurt them and it's like Ted Bundy but he can hunt you in your nightmares yeah whereas he can construct the world around you like you know yeah. what I mean like he, so you're running through yeah. a maze but it, there is no exit to it yeah, exactly you because know? the only exit is actually waking up yeah you know what I mean like I just so, think like if uh, I would try and use similar methods uh, that Wes Craven did because he set the template for the world as I always say I understand the franchise you're now operating in yeah. and even if you're rebooting the franchise the original rules stay there like you look at what worked and you go how do I modernise that for a new era and how do I do it in a fresh way so you implement similar things that what the master like Wes Craven rest in peace set out for you you put the dream world and the real world to be imperceptible from the two and then you kind of layer it in on top of that and you make it more and more and more kind of like, you know, dark or vi- uh, visceral as you go along. But I think like if you can kind of stay away from these big set pieces and then when Freddy actually does kill, it's more of a kind of a gradual thing. It's more of a sneaky up on you thing because like as soon as you think the real, like you could even go, you can get away with a lot of fake scare, real scare by, oh, it's the real world. It's just her mother. And then all of a sudden turns around and then maybe fucking Freddy peels off the mother's face and it's actually him underneath or some shit like that where you can really have it sneaking up in you where you yeah. make it seem so real that by the time you understand that it's not, yeah. it's too late. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the thing. If you wanted to take the fun kind of Freddy side out of it, 
I think you should, I think you could do it, but you'd have to commit to it. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I, you have to go super dark. Yeah, you have to go super because dark. that character can operate as a very dark yeah. character. Oh, absolutely. He's yeah. a pedophile. He's a burn victim, so he's uh, horribly disfigured. Uh, disfigured, so he can play on that fears too of like this guy that looks like he's after coming out for, like hell. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like because like his skin is like peeled away and it's all burned and he's horribly yeah. disfigured and he has this massive claw, so he looks like nearly like a demon from hell. And he's on and like even though he's. He got what no less than what he deserved. He's still on this vengeance mission. Yeah, exactly. You yeah, know, he's he's aggrieved and he's yeah, exactly. Because even like if you, what you did is so wrong and someone commits an act against you, you still feel wronged by oh, that. Oh yeah, act. absolutely. Especially, especially if you're someone like him. Especially like, if you're a complete and total psychopath. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. You could have you could have played with that. And I think this film actually killed Freddy. Yeah. You know, where so many have fucking, where so many have. They failed. did that a lot around that time. It's like Friday Thirteenth, they killed Jason Voorhees as well in the remake. Yeah, like, Jesus, they did. Well, I remember. I again, I watched that film. I didn't have. I can only kind of remember one of the first kills in it. I remember just feeling like, yeah, it's just a film. Yeah, I didn't feel any strong way about it at all. It was definitely the, I don't know, unseasoned potato of a film. Yeah. So, like, who do you? Who do you say you get to play Freddy? Oh, well, you know, you kind of made me think about it a bit more now, to be fair. Like, somebody who would just have that kind of, like, um, oh, Shannon, what's his fucking name? He played, uh, he was in Superman, and he played uh, Zod. Oh, Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. That'd be Michael Shannon. Because he's got but, such a square head. Such a square head. But such a, like, just... <laughs> he's an amazing such actor. Such a fucking, yeah, such a strong, yeah. heavy presence yeah. that he could have. You know what, fuck it. I've been asked for a name, and I'm going to just go 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 here and say Michael Shannon. Yeah, just, I go... Because I like your idea. I just, yeah. like, go go into the more maniac, like, just dark, just un, yeah. unrelenting in the just a dark approach to yeah it. literally like play with the food in a completely different oh, way oh yeah absolutely you yeah. know what I mean like and that's what I like about you can have them have off pretty much fuck all dialogue mm. you know what I mean like someone like that actually has so much just his presence, presence yeah. that he could do a lot with very be little. in the shadows and yeah. all he sees the silhouette like in that the, original the, movie yeah, where yeah, or even just the sparks yeah exactly yeah. and, and then when long, you turn yeah. around you're awake again he's yeah gone. absolutely and no I love that I that. love that no I go like again you were talking with somebody that one of the scars guards that said like obviously He's he has a presence that just made such an impact on you. Of well. course, like I've seen all the Vikings except for the end of the last season. So like I've seen Floki, him his portrayal of Floki for a long time. Is he the main guy with the? No, 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 no. That was uh, uh Travis Fimmel. All right, fair enough. Who played Ragnar Lothbrok? Great fucking show. But um, yeah, I I think he'd be a very interesting guy pick, and you know. Stellan Skarsgård's semen is the spice so like all his sons are amazing actors it's fucking really weird the amount of like actors he has for children <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ dude <laughs> like what the fuck do you like just give them acting classes while they're in the womb like yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean like, yeah. it's fucking insanity but I get there are choices for Freddy I'd love to hear other people's choices for Freddy I guess um, so Noel one thing I want to do before we wrap it up is I want to look at these remakes that came out at the end of the 2000s um, and um we talked a little bit earlier about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre one. Marcus Nispel also directed uh, Nightmare, uh, the Friday 13 remake. We had the Rob Zombie did uh, Halloween 1 and Halloween 2. And then we had uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. So where do you think it ranks? Um, where, what do you think of all of those remakes? Because um, as I said a few minutes ago, a few minutes to fill. <laughs> a few minutes to fill. We need to have a code for that. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I just gave him a code, dude. We got a few minutes to fill. <laughs> I, 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 um, I, I, I never. I was never really blown away by any of them. Yeah. I really, really wasn't. 
Um, they seemed like they were trying to. It's it's easy money. Yeah, they're not. They're inexpensive films to make. They have a lot of lore that's already there for them to work with. Yeah, and people will just go and see them because because they're they're titans. Yeah, because look, this one made one hundred seventy million dollars. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. It wasn't a great film, and it yeah. made one hundred seventy million dollars because we said it doesn't make a good film to get big box office. No, people go to, have to go to see the hated. Like, yeah, you go see and hate. And you, you, I went to see the love that you went to see. We hated, and our tickets cost the same price. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I, I do. I I I felt. I felt very uninspired. I remember even kind of getting a little bit down in the dumps about like the horror genre. Yeah. Even at that time. Because again, it was just like they were just trying to remake everything and doing a worse version of it. Yeah. So there were, but I think, and then like horror, let's just say the, uh, the accumulation of horror movies, I thought the average of it was getting brought, quality was getting brought down. Yeah. Um, I think there's been a resurgence now. I, I really loved Hereditary. I loved The Quiet Place and stuff like that. But I think that was a time where they couldn't let the genre pass the but legends on, of the genre yeah, yeah the legends of the genre pass or after a certain amount of years you have to keep it in the country could be a rights issue as well yeah like, but I, I, yeah, that's the thing they yeah. have to keep it in the yeah and they have to keep it alive and now we can say like you know bad warts and all the last Freddy film was 10 years ago yeah you know what I mean the last Chainsaw Massacre film was X amount of years ago not the 90s or something yeah, there like was that there was like there was a newer one wasn't there like what they call it Letterface that wasn't bad. Yeah. Yeah, you know that wasn't I mean? bad. And that was very much so the origin story of Letterface. I, yeah. I liked it more than uh, a lot of people did. A lot of people just never wanted to see uh, Leatherface's face. Yeah. Like the whole concept was that you don't. Is that he is the mask or whatever. Why do you think you know? they changed the surname of the family total side point in the remix of the Leatherface, uh, text Chains of Oscar? Yeah, 2017, there was a Leatherface. Yeah, so that's uh, only four years ago. Like, Yeah, yeah. So like that's definitely like... One of the more vital, like Friday 13, we haven't seen a new Friday 13 since 2009. Um, I would say computer game. Um, we haven't seen a new Friday or uh, Nightmare on Elm Street since 2010. Halloween, we have seen. I feel like obviously. we're probably due though, you know. I feel like that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, you know, it's kind of coming around now because like Screams after making a resurgence again, we're going to see a new Scream movie next year, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, because like fucking Scream's awesome, like, even though like, like Scream's such an odd, uh, franchise because like just when you always think it's done it just comes back again <laughs> like, you know what yeah. i mean like it's like it's like even even between part four and part five we had the scream tv series which ran for two series uh two seasons as well like you know so just one of those things that kind of lingers in the consciousness doesn't it like you know scream since it came out like but um in terms of the remakes how would you rank them like in terms of uh quality if I was to rank them against each other, against the contemporaries, like of the major ones, we just oh, talk they about. just no, they come up short. Yeah, like no, short. I mean, not not against their originals. I mean, against like we spoke about uh, Rob Rob Zombies uh, H H one H two. I think what you said, I, I think what you said probably puts him as an outlier for me because it's an undeniable kind of. At least he put his stamp on it. At least he put his stamp it was on a it. Like, turbul- there's no argument against that. It was that. a terrible, shitty stamp that had his wife's face because he cast his wife and everything. Yeah. The only reason he creates a character in part two is to put his wife back in it again. Yeah. She must be amazing in bed or something because he puts her in everything. <laughs> like, like the monsters. Guess what? Who's playing the mother? His wife. Like, yeah, come on, Sherry Moon. I think she said he's the only director she works with. Like, she's only, yeah, the only one that will work with her. <laughs> I, I think it's the other way around. Uh, I... I I will give him that. When when especially when the bar was quite low, yeah. Um, I I did I I didn't I didn't, I didn't like the Hall the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and you I, didn't like that remake, no? 
I, I, I didn't I didn't love it. It didn't anything for me. It felt unnecessary. Mm. This is the, this is what I felt with all these films. I was like, why now what? Like what has that given us yeah. that we didn't have? I actually really enjoyed the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. I really? think it's really, really gritty, gory. I know everyone's really good looking in it. Like that's the way they that always oh, it's kind of a night like the unrealistic kind of expectation yeah. of just how gorgeous everybody is. Like, yeah, but you know? the gore in that movie is really good and Leatherface is terrifying in um the remake of Text Chains the Massacre. What so year was that? Um I think it was in the late two thousands, so two thousand seven, two thousand eight, something like that, was it? Yeah, I'm just gonna check here real quick. Yeah, so like why well, one thing I really liked about that too is Orly Ernie as well. Um is that his name? Lee R. Ernie. There was a two thousand and six yeah and beginning. Was, and um no that was the so I think this one might be two thousand four maybe was it but um I'll tell you now two thousand and three like yeah. 2006, yeah. we had Texas Chainsaw Massacres. I might have been thinking of the, the, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning. You're talking about the, ten, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, all three, I think. Yeah, I, yeah, and the other one is more of like a prequel. It's kind yeah. of, it shows you their, uh, the reason behind why they became cannibals and stuff like that. Yeah, Jessica Biel is in that. Jessica Biel's in yeah, the 2003 one, isn't it? Yeah, that's right then. Yeah, so like, I think when if I was to rank them, uh, I would go... Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake 2003 followed by Texas Chainsaw Massacre the beginning when was that 2006 is yeah. that what I said then I'd go Friday 13th uh, remake then I'd go Nightmare on M Street remake and then Rob Zombie can suck a bag of dicks I think Texas Chainsaw 3D was 2013 did you know about this uh, did you know about this did you hear about this <laughs> have you heard about this <laughs> but how would, you, how would you rank them would you go like what uh, what would you be? What do you think was the best remake of all those list of remakes that I just followed oh, Um Again, bar is quite low for me. So no, I think Rob Zombie's film is still fucking terrible though. <laughs> it's just so bad. It's just so bad. He just missed the points. So I think much. it was like Friday the Thirteenth because it was just something to watch, and I was like, yeah, it was fucked. Like it was a couple of deaths, and, and all it that felt kind of like a Friday the Thirteenth. Felt like a Friday the Thirteenth movie. It didn't have any major impact on yeah. me, but I didn't. I never never felt aggrieved by it, and I never bitched and moaned about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I think everything else kind of, you know, I had some sort of negative connotation with, but with Friday the Thirteenth, it was just like another Friday the Thirteenth film. Yeah. it didn't, it didn't, did not spark joy, but uh, certainly didn't. Um, nice boobs in it too. Yeah, well, there you go, and that's that's like <laughs> that's the barometer, the boobometer. Yeah, that's like two o five stars right <laughs> off the bat just for that, you know. They were definitely better than two o five star titties, man. Oh. <laughs> oh. But um, no, one thing I liked about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remix, uh, or that was something completely different. Like it, it, and as I said to you, like Leatherface was so menacing. But not only he was menacing. Is it already Ernie, um, or is it Lee or Ernie, Ernie? In what? Ernie is that the guy in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003? Oh, I'll just check that for you. But um, no, like I just like the way it was. Like it was menacing, even though the cast was R E R Lee Ernie was Sheriff Height. Yeah, and he was like outside of Leatherface, he was terrifying, and then like they captured a lot of the similarities from the first one, but like. They added in the right areas and they added more menacing characters outside of Leatherface because he's a character that doesn't speak. So if you've got a character that doesn't speak, you need to have another character that's like inflicting terror in a different way. And because they thought he was a cop and they had to go along with everything. And the fact as well is I like the way they kind of set the movie in the 70s as well, which helped you kind of recapture some of that similar tone with the first one. Yeah. While it's also not being the same because they went much darker, I think in a lot of ways, even though the first one's obviously a lot much more raw, because Toby Hooper was making it on a much smaller budget. And like, as he said, like there were just a bunch of kids in Texas, like sweltering in the heat, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, 
rest in peace to him too and um and like i just think that like he he made a very specific style of movie and it's obviously legendary but the sequels that are so weak that it took away from the first one in a lot of ways that when you look at the remakes even though a lot of people don't like them because you know the amber crumbiness of them like you know good looking people and stuff but if you take away how good looking they are or whatever and you look at the way the fear is implemented in that movie that like you have a cop and he's like making you fucking clear this woman's ba- brains out because she shot herself in the head and shit like that like and then you have the way to terrorize you like and the way to, to separate and divide uh, divide the, the group in it and terrorize them completely different ways and you got the guy in the meat hook who has his leg cut off and I just think oh, like oh fuck I do remember that yeah you know what I mean and he tries to lift himself off the meat hook and he yeah. falls back down on it I just, screams of him like, yeah exactly yeah. like you know I just think like the way, uh, I remember he gets his, his legs cut off before that with the chainsaw and stuff I just think the way they implemented the gore also trying to recapture the uh, not the tone of the first movie but the tone of the era 1970s how much more easy it is to become isolated without cell phones without internet and yeah. like in the back arse of nowhere you're just a couple of kids you have some weed on you that you brought back from Mexico and then you come across this fucking cop and he finds the drugs this girl just after killing herself and it just like escalates and the way they escalate that and it's just like really 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 tense at least you, but, look, it's a, I haven't watched the film in years but at least when you're talking about there it sounds like you have a film yeah exactly you know what I mean you and, have it's, a film and, it's, on your and it's so different and, uh, than the first Chainsaw one Massacre always had like treating people like livestock like the real brutality yeah of it. exactly um, I always thought it did that really well I always thought that that was it's kind of angle it's niche yeah it was like deep, and that's that's what the remake deeply impersonal dehumanising exactly because you're just of, food yeah just food de- yeah. deeply depersonal and that's what I liked about the remake that it captured that similar kind of message or tone from the original without ever trying to copy it yeah. because it's impossible to copy a movie that was made in the mid 70s for very little that rawness yeah. that like that, that uniqueness that I was always going to maintain because of the era it was made and the I mean, way it was I'm, made you know me think about going home and I'm watching this yeah no yeah. definitely like that and the, uh, the follow up the beginning that's more of a prequel that they're definitely worth watching because the gore is very intense I know everyone's good looking whatever it sounds you like know. you said like somebody, it sounds like they tried to put their stamp on it a bit at least you know yeah that's what I like about it that, yeah. that's why to me they're the top two because not where, only where, 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 does, where does the film we're, 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 we're here to talk about right now oh, rank amongst them then? oh I think it's at the bottom because it didn't know what it was trying to do that's the thing you know what I mean like I think well like Rob Zombie I could say like like I say Rob Zombie sucking back dicks or whatever I don't like his movies or whatever but like if I were to really really rank them properly I would say it would be the two Texas Chainsaw Massacre remakes Friday the 13th and then maybe Rob Zombie's first Halloween then A Nightmare on M Street and then Halloween 2 because that movie's atrocious but like I just think that Rob Zombie the reason I'd write it higher than this movie is because he tried something different even though he failed miserably yeah. and it's a it's a white trash Halloween a lot but you know like the expression is better to try and fail exactly you like, know, you know, like, I mean I, I think that's just this in, in, in very literal in a very literal sense one thing I like about Rob Zombie is that he's unapologetically Rob Zombie. Yes. And all his movies are unapologetically Rob Zombie movies. And I, that's I, what, I mean, I, I watch Salem and I don't think I'll ever recover. Yeah, Lord I didn't Salem. watch Salem. I actually just turned it off. Mm. I just turned it off. Yeah, no, I, watched, I never do that. Especially yeah. when I'm an hour in. I'm like, you know what? I hate this, but I'm an hour You're in. Just like, I'm just like that. Cut you your know? losses. But this was... Did you just cut your losses? I remember just saying it to... 
I was in a room with two two women. It was there with Sheila and Leah. And I said, I hate this. And I think Leah went, thank fucking God. <laughs> she just said, thank God. As in, I was, I thought you guys were liking this. And I was like, yeah. no, we can just, no, we can stop. <laughs> yeah. We can stop. Like he tries to capture all these things in these movies and he fails so badly because a lot of the times the central protagonist or central antagonist of his movies is his fucking wife who can't yeah, act. Yeah, yeah. Like, I always think for me it's always the fact that it it shows you that yeah we're all like I'm an arm I'm an armchair football manager I'm yeah. an armchair musician I'm an armchair everything but this one shows you yeah it's actually not for everyone yeah it's not like you don't get to go in and just do this yeah it goes to show just how great stick Spielberg actually is yeah because he's a really good musician so yeah stick to your strength stick to your strength but like it just goes to show how great an actual great director is like just how truly yeah. excellent yeah a really good director but look is. at John Carpenter like even though his career fits a little bit but when he was at peak he was peak yeah like look at Wes Craven he, when he was at peak he was peak he's yeah. like Nightmare on M Street didn't he make Wishmaster as well like you know what I mean he made and, the first two or something you know, one. Yeah, John Carpenter Halloween The Thing The Fog Christine you know what I mean like yeah like I just think that like people look and go oh I really love John Carpenter's work I want to remake Halloween and then you don't understand you show you have no understanding of the source material like John, like look at Halloween. John Carpenter doesn't spill blood on screen in that movie. He, as I said to you in one of the earlier episodes, don't spill a drop on screen. Like it's about suspense. You have to understand the franchise you're operating in. So if you want to re reconstruct the franchise and make your own rules, that's good enough. But you have to. You can't go full gore. If like that's where Halloween kills like goes off a bit. Just Michael Myers, is Jason Voorhees in this movie. He's an unkillable, unstoppable killing machine. That's not what Michael Myers is. He's more like a shark. He kind of goes around and he kind of fucking hunts and kills you because your fruit, you just got in his way. He's swimming in a straight line and you're in his way and he kills you. It's not like I walk through 12 guys and I hail the bullets. That's not Michael Myers. And that's kind of what the new movie has. It's kind of like heavy metal Michael Myers and Jason and Rob Zombie's Michael Myers is kind of like heavy metal Rob, uh, Michael Myers. It's like I'm an unstoppable killing machine. Tyler Mayne plays him the same guy played Sabre too. Like, you know what I mean? He's like six foot or seven foot, seven foot tall. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Man, yeah. Like, I just think, like, this was one of the frailties of this movie, that it cited to, it's tried to understand or pay homage to the original, but it's also taken away all of the joy from what made the original so original. That you had this killer that was, I know Freddy became more and more outlandish as the series progressed. And in the first movie, he's a bit more menacing and filled with malice. But he still had that kind of, like, play tie with my food sort of thing. And I I just don't think Jackie Earl Haley's version of it had that kind of I I enjoy what I'm doing. It's more like no, it, 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 again, it, it can't be. It was that you can't be both. Yeah, and he, yeah. he leaned into he, he mm. walked right there in the middle, and and he was but he was ne. It wasn't like he was a bit of both. He was neither. Yeah, and that's he the main neither. problem. He was Schrodinger's fucking Freddy man. Yeah, yeah. When you try to be both things, oftentimes you end up being neither. Yeah, like, you know absolutely. What I mean? He was is is he is he a comedian? Yeah. And that's or is of, he like a dark, a dark evil kind of force? And that's the problem with the end as well. Kind of typifies the tone of the movie that like we're over humanizing Freddy, and like no, 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 we're actually not humanizing yeah. Freddy. No, no, he yeah, really yeah. was a serial killer. Here he is. He's gone. He really was a serial of, uh, pedophile. Like you, you know don't what even I mean? see. You know, obviously, you don't see the pictures, but there was even see like that. It was just clearly like kind of blurry, and see his skin it was probably like yeah. horrible pictures of a of a of, of a, course a, a, I just, undressed child or something. So that that's like that is the most. That it, like that is lends itself to the evil. That's just like oh fuck. Yeah, exactly. Guy, and you know? if he didn't try to do the human, I, I just think like to try to do like an M Night Shyamalan, a twist and a twist, and it was unnecessary. Yeah. Because 
really what do you want I to... thought it would have been it would have been ballsier for Freddy to have been an innocent man yeah a turned turned evil by an unjust death yeah like Candyman yeah or, or like whatever you know and I know Groundskeeper it's probably, Willie yeah, yeah Groundskeeper <laughs> Willie again from that excellent <laughs> tree house actually of horror. it was an excellent tree house of horror yeah, yeah, yeah. most of them are but uh, yeah no I, I again I, I just I know I think uh, Earl Healy is, Haley is the, the victim in all this and everybody else was just a bunch of pretty fucking young actors who just had a job and did it sort of yeah <laughs> I felt nothing yeah, I kind of wanted them all to die. Actually, <laughs> that's why not. Like, it's not like anyone's reading. Well, if anyone's ever watched Arrow, Katie Casty can go get it. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Laura Lance, one of the most annoying characters. Is she the ever. one? Who's the, the, the computer whiz girlfriend. No, that's uh, something Frost. No, no, that's a uh, Flash. No, Flash, yeah, I, I, I stopped watching though. I never that's really got into Arrow. I watched the first thing too. I was like Flash. I was like, oh wow, another speedster. What a twist. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm Barry Allen, the fastest man alive. Wait till episode two. Yeah, of every season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, so when it comes down to uh, Nightmare on Elm Street remake, I just think it was an unnecessary, not even that it was an unnecessary movie, but I just think that it was unnecessary the way they made it because we've already seen this movie done, but yeah. way better. Yeah. And if, like, it's like we talked about with Psycho. Just darker hues. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? It's a super dark movie. Like, the lighting is terrible at times yeah. in this movie. But, like, I just think, like, if you're going to remake it, do a Rob Zombie. Fucking remake it the way you want to remake it. Yeah. But make a good movie unlike Rob Zombie. Yeah. And, like, I just think, try put your own stamp on it. And as I said, like, Rob Zombie is unapologetically Rob Zombie. Like, so try do that. Like, if you're Samuel Bear, it's interesting. I wonder why he got the job, because I've never heard of him. And I just think maybe they should have, like, given it someone maybe a bit more experience. And I would have liked the scene, because they might have had the balls a bit more to change the story and go yeah. a different way. Like, you know, you can go your own way. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. <laughs> But um, I think that's just the problem. Like he he tried to pay uh, homage to the original, but at the same time changing it, and at the same time he didn't manage to, to pull off either act. No, and it just as it's it really is the it was it had no identity. Yeah, it's just, biggest, it's just a completely yeah. forgettable movie. It's a completely forgettable. Movie. And that's the thing about it. Like you can say what you want about the Text Chainsaw Massacre remake, and say what you want about Friday Thirteenth remake. They're not forgettable. Say what no. you want about Rob Zombies. They're not forgettable. Like, you know what I mean? They're not forgettable movies. I'll yeah. remember that woman on the back of a white horse inexplicably in the middle of a Halloween movie. And I'll be like saying for the rest of my life, why the fuck did he do that? Yeah. Like, who thought that was good? And how did that get green? Did you have an <laughs> editor? What the fuck? How, like, was everybody on cocaine making this movie? <laughs> like, seriously, like, what the fuck? But um, I just think that's the problem with this movie. It's just completely forgettable. Yeah. And um, on, which is kind of crazy when you look at the franchise it belongs to because all of the Nightmare on M Street films, whether they be good, bad, or indifferent, are definitely not fucking forgettable. No. You know what I mean? You so, can accuse them of a lot. Yeah, but you can't accuse them of that. Yeah, exactly. And I just think that's where this one failed in comparison to all the other remakes that it just didn't make any kind of impression on me one way or the other. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, am, <laughs> I am unfazed. Yes, I am completely nonplussed. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, do you want to get the fuck out? Yeah, here? let's get the fuck out of here. All right, folks, I'm your host, Vince Green. I'm your host, Noel John Tui. That was Invasion Potty Snatchers. We got Karen Mack in the back, and we'll be back tomorrow with the new Halloween fucking reboot timeline and David Gordon Green sequels to the 1978 classic. See you next time, motherfuckers. Peace. Bye. Bye. <laughs>